Sweet baby Jesus, the world is on fire. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> a bunch of people are out there like, oh my God, the world's on fire. Uh, what was it? Who's the who's the chicken that runs around with his head cut off? Uh, chicken Little running around with your head. Uh, no, his head's not cut off. I think he's saying the oh, sky's sorry, falling, sorry. right? Sky is falling. Yeah, sky is already falling. I'm messing up, folks. I don't even know what I'm <laughs> talking about. Can you tell it's another wild Wednesday? <laughs> So I just want to start the show off by prefacing it with the fact that I am fasting today because I why <laughs> because, because yesterday. So okay, check this out. I'm gonna announce this. This is not a, an advertisement, even though I feel like they mm -hmm. could pay us based on the conversation I had there yesterday. There is a poutine place in Montreal, Poutineville, that has uh all you can eat poutine on Tuesday. Mm. So at 5 p.m., you pay 20 bucks and you get as much poutine as you can eat. <laughs> so yesterday I went there because I was just like, oh, you know what? I don't know what to have for supper. Uh, I, I didn't know it was 20 bucks. I thought it was 10 bucks, which is my <laughs> I was like 10 bucks. For you done you goofed. Eat. Yeah, I goofed. I goofed. So I got there <laughs> and I walk in. The place is dead empty. I'm like, oh, what the hell's going on? Dude, it was sad. It was like a library on a Saturday afternoon. Just no one there. Like, okay. And I'm talking Saturday in the summer, not when kids have exams and stuff. I'm talking like, like everyone's outside. It's a beautiful day. Everyone's running around. And there's only one kid who's obsessed with books hiding in a corner. That's all. That, that was the vibe I got from hmm. the, this place. So I walk in. It's uh, who I assumed was the owner speaking with one girl, two people working behind the bar, one guy eating a, put, uh, a poutine in the corner, and that's it. I walk up and I'm just like, hey, so is it true you guys have all you can eat poutine? And they're just like, yeah, it's 20 bucks. And immediately in my head, I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, it's 20 bucks. And it's uh, you, you get to pick two at a time and you eat the poutine. And I was just like, oh, OK. It's like and you get to sample all of, tw of the 26 poutines we have here. And I was just like, all of them are available for the all you can eat. They're like, yeah, I'm like. All right. Jeez. So I took a regular and a smoked meat to start off. And one of the things is it's a very small bowl, by the way. It's not a poutine size tin. Like if okay. you're from Montreal, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not from Montreal, like picture, I would say like a 10 inch tin, tin I would say. 10 inch. Okay. Yeah. So these, but these are small. These are just little, little like bowls that I would say are maybe, I don't know. Like a, a bowl smaller than this. This is my cereal bowl, and it's a bowl smaller than this, I would say. Okay. It's taller, but it's narrower. Okay. So it I looks think like that's a, fine. Yeah, like a poke bowl almost, I guess, is what I'm thinking mm. of. Right. So you get a poke bowl size poutine. You get right. two. I got So you can do two per round. So I got a regular poutine and a smoked meat. Then the second round, I was just going to have a regular and the hamburger, the cheeseburger, mm. which is essentially just like ground beef with the, the shallots on top. And it tastes like a cheeseburger and a poutine. Like it tastes it tastes like you took a bite out of a cheeseburger and took a bite of a okay. poutine at the same time. Which I was like, okay. that's pretty cool, right? Then these girls, I guess, were trying to make, trying to get me to come back. So they're like, "Yo, you got to try the General Tao poutine." <sighs> Jaws. <laughs> What'd you do? That thing is so salty, <laughs> and it's <laughs> Lord. It's full of flavor. Oh, yeah. That's the word we're going to use. <laughs> Your body weak. Yeah. 
Yeah, you might have come up with a title already. Your body weak. Your body is weak. Dude, <laughs> I, I took a bite of that thing. Uh, I took a bite of that thing and I was just like, what? <laughs> I just immediately started drinking water. But because it's so small, I was just like, well, I'm just going to finish it. Like, so I ate I, fin I I ate that first because I was like, okay, I want to finish. You know what that, I you know what that was, right? What, that what? was salt talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I had these four small poutine bowls, and mm. by the fourth, I was just like, okay, I'm good. I don't want they were just like, oh, you're done already. I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Here's your here's your $23. Leave me Leave alone. alone. <laughs> your $23 and a little tip. Go away. I don't want to eat any more of these poutines. <laughs> I did ask them, I was like, yeah, what's the most anyone's ever eaten? One girl's just like, I think people usually tap out at four. And I was like, okay, I don't feel that mm. bad. Not that I was going to, anyways. Right. But then the other girl behind the bar goes, whoa, no, 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 no. I've seen there was a group of teenage boys who came in once from 5 until 10 p.m. doing rounds. They were playing cards and hanging out, but they yeah. did round after round for five hours, <laughs> just eating two poutines each for five hours. Were they... Really part of like some kind of like Football sports team, team or something. Yeah, I know. I thought so too. She just said no. I think they're just teenage boys, and I was just like, you know what? She's not wrong. Because I was when I was a teenage boy, I equally would like late teens to like my early twenties. Mm. I could eat like a jackass, <laughs> as I call it. Because there was times where I would eat. I remember going to Buffet Fulam mm. uh, in Ville Saint Laurent, right? I think That's so. A, yeah, N next to Guzo. That was the the Guzzo oh, okay, okay, yeah. in Montreal. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, there's a there's a movie theater brand company called uh, Guzzo, and they had there's there's like a strip mall that got built all around this one kind of movie theater. They like redid that whole area back in the day. And there's a there was a place called Buffet Fulam down at the end of it, and I went there with a friend of mine once, and I just and they had unlimited poutine at that place actually, oh, and no. I just kept doing unlimited poutine and like the the little sausage things the little mm -hmm. you know the little hot dogs that they do in that like kind of syrupy water oh, and okay, i just okay. did that like <laughs> like five times in a row oh my heart doesn't, yeah yeah doesn't yeah feel yeah. good just you yeah, talking you, about it just young, like, no young brian, i don't want any of that no, yeah 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 young brian Keep was it. crazy i was insane the, 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 I, I i genuinely look back at myself and go who are you trying to impress who is that for <laughs> Because it wasn't for your taste buds, because at the end, you felt sick most of the time. You Why felt you unhappy with how much food you ate. <laughs> yeah. Wild times. But to the people who go to Poutineville, I would say, though, one of the things I didn't know about Poutineville, they got they have a liquor license. So if you're looking for a spot oh. to like just chill with your friends on a Tuesday and drink and then just continuously have poutines to help absorb the alcohol $20 for all you can eat poutine and then just drinks and their drink menu was like usual price, like $7 for a glass of sangria and stuff like that. I was just like, Oh, this doesn't seem that outlandish. It doesn't seem too expensive. So if you're looking for like a cheap thing to do on a Tuesday night, cheapy Tuesday, maybe before a movie or after a movie, I'm not gonna, it seems like a good deal. I'm not gonna That's lie. Not I'm going to hit them up and see if they want to sponsor us. Because <laughs> that place was empty. And I got to say, that was wild how empty mm. it was. I was like, but it's sure. a Tuesday, right? So either people are cheapy Tuesdays at a movie yeah. or... KFC. 
KFC. Uh, I forgot about that. Do they still do the two? Uh, I mean, it's not Toonie Tuesday anymore, but. Yeah, they do cheapy. I'm, I'm sure everyone has like some kind of cheapy Tuesdays, but I know KFC is not the spot anymore because every it's like all out war on fried yes. chicken. Yeah, you know, everyone's like, oh, the Koreans came. And <laughs> yeah, and that's when the Koreans came with their fried chicken. <laughs> well, I mean, from my understanding, the Koreans fried chicken is learned from then they learn it from Americans. Isn't that the story mm, that during the be, war it could it could be that or it could be um because I know Japan got their fried stuff from tempura and I think tempura is from Portugal from the um oh what do you call them the Jesuits oh the Jesuits priests that came and they allowed okay. to stay there stuff so I there's a lot of stuff but okay but either way the idea is the idea is that they didn't just come up with it themselves no, okay. no, no, it's just it's the fact that like they have their own style of doing it right. and it's actually really good. Oh, it's very dude, it's fantastic. It's really good, and there's a lot of spots for it in Montreal. Yes. Um, I know there's also um a Filipino a Filipino place that does fried chicken as well. Like there's just a lot of places to get chicken if you want chicken. <laughs> yeah, Montreal fried chicken. Yeah, oh I see okay. So I, I, when you were saying KFC's not it anymore or the, the, the all out war, I thought more just the idea that they had gotten old school because they'd been doing it for so long, people were kind of moved off of them. But you're more saying just no, there are other people who do chicken so well that KFC's yeah. not even it anymore. And that's fair. That mm-hmm. is a very accurate thing. Cause the last time I had KFC because the KFC just opened down the street for me. I had, oh. I went, I didn't even get chicken. I just got the wrap because I used to like the twister wraps. Right. And I got the twister wrap and I was just like, oh, why did I like this as a kid? Like, I, <laughs> I didn't even enjoy it. I ate it and I was just like, this isn't good. This is mm. that. The only thing I, st- you know what's really weird? The one thing I genuinely still like at KFC, the macaroni salad. Really? I don't know why. I, I, <laughs> I could not explain it to you, but there's something they do with their macaroni salad that I'm just like, some good macaroni salad. I remember I was watching um, this uh, YouTuber or TikTok or whatever, and he's like the president of the he's the president of the fast food secrets club. Oh, okay. So, I don't know if you ever heard of this guy. Is it the secret menu? Yeah, it's like a secret menu guy, but he does other okay. things too and stuff like that. And he had mentioned uh, someone was like, "Oh, Cane's is like the best chicken place in the states," but the video shows someone taking like a chicken strip and dunking it in the sauce. And he was like, if you have to go to any place where you have to take your chicken and dunk it completely in the sauce. Yeah. And it's like the person like goes all the way in. And it's the like tips. up to their yeah, tip, to the fingertips, up to the tip of their fingertips. Like like, that chicken style. is not good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Straight yeah. up. If you have to mask the flavor of the chicken <laughs> with sauce and it's not, it's not good. That is a valid argument. And I agree. Say, he said for chicken places, it goes Popeyes, everywhere else is second, and then Canes is probably <laughs> like third. Noted. <laughs> Anywhere but Canes is, is second and I third. haven't been to I haven't been to the States in so long. I'm like, yo, I don't even remember. Uh, I've I've never tried Popeyes. Which I know it's a battle between Popeyes and Church's chicken. That's right. the ones I've always heard on like in like BET comedy view. Right. Um and then Chick-fil-A has the best sandwich. Right. Well, you can go Even to Toronto. Though... You can go to Toronto for Chick Fil A. You can go to Toronto for um, oh, Chick Fil A's in Popeyes. Toronto. Yeah, that's just rude. Quebec. <laughs> we all know why they're not in Quebec, but I mean, I feel like Popeyes could come to Quebec because the name Popeyes mm-hmm. is a name. Yeah, it's not but English or French. It's like you were saying last, like what was it last week or two weeks ago? You made the very mm-hmm. valid point of like why, like with when we were talking about milk on milk mm-hmm. on Monklin here in Montreal. Yeah. 
you pointed out an excellent point that I didn't even think of. Why would I use milk as a title when I could put M-E-L-K and not have to deal with the language police? Mm -hmm. So it's like Popeye's, you wouldn't have to deal with the language police. But then you have Popeye's a supplement. Yes, which I see all over. Is Popeye's a supplement only in Montreal, only in Quebec, though? That I don't know. I don't think so. I thought, yeah, because I, I was, think so. Because I, I mean, figured Popeye's a supplement. They're using the actual character Popeye's. Right, 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 right. Licensed. Yeah, yeah. so I don't think so. Um, I thought Jobli's. Oh, Jobli's? is that the place, the Filipino thing? That's the Filipino um, fast food that's right, like right, everywhere right. except Quebec. And you would yeah, think if they opened up one here or they started an LLC here, like you would have a built in group of yeah. people ready to bring this to here. Montreal. Yeah. I think to Quebec. <laughs> I think one of the the valid points though is it's just they save money by not being here because they don't have to put all their stuff in French and English, mm -hmm. right? So maybe but that's I, I don't know. I feel like you would have a built-in fan base. Yeah. That yeah, yeah, yeah. that's probably by that's more likely to not bilingual for sure. Or you know, or just like, yes, let's do this. But I mean, if they haven't done it yet, like I know they're they're in the States. Right. I don't know if they're in Canada. I don't know if in the rest of Canada yet. Um, what was another? Oh, yeah. There's another chicken place in Canada. Was it Brown Susan Brown? Oh, I don't know. Two Brown. I don't know all the chicken places. Actually, now that I'm now that I think about it, let's let's. I'll let you finish that last thought, but I'm, maybe we get off of food because I am <laughs> messing up your, your fasting. This all started with me being like, I'm fasting. And then we immediately went into a 15 minute conversation about all the delicious Mary Browns. Chicken. That's it. Mary Browns. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mary Browns is a, is a Canadian chicken. So, like, see how much chicken places there are. <laughs> Sorry, KFC. You no longer the kings. Actually, let's be honest. Y'all weren't the kings to begin with. You, you so had. You were just first to market is the probably the best way to describe it. Something I didn't know was that apparently the colonel lived in Canada for a very long time. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's that's pretty interesting. Okay, do tell. The colonel lived in Canada. What what else do you know? Because that I would never have guessed that the KFC colonel ever bared the horrible winters of this beautiful nation of ours, unless he was on the west I coast. Oh, there we go. It's like, boom. As soon as I type it, Colonel Sanders bought and lived in a bungalow at, well, they even have the, the <laughs> 1337 Melton Drive in Lakeview area of Mississauga from 1965 until his death in 1980. Oh, wow. So he, in September and, 1970, he and his wife were baptized in the journal. Uh, uh, no, that's it. He spent almost 20 years in Canada? Yep. Okay, so I feel like we can say KFC is Canadian then. I'm I'm just gonna <laughs> <laughs> wait. The wait he because the colonel is known for being from is from Kentucky, right? That's the part of the story. Yeah, I think he's like an honorary colonel or something right. like that. And he gave up the warmth of Kentucky for cold ass Mississauga. Yeah. Also, it sounds like you said Lakeview, so I'm imagining near water. You know how cold Ontario <laughs> near water, dude. I'll never forget going down by in Toronto, visiting my godmother as a kid, and she had a condo near the water. Mm. Back, this is like in the 90s, and walking down the street by her place in jeans and feeling those jeans turn to ice because it was so cold. The air was so cold. My legs felt like they couldn't move. Just the legs inside the jeans touching it burned. I hated the <laughs> sensation. I'll, I'll never forget that feeling. So <laughs> shout out to the colonel for coming up to Canada. You crazy. You are crazy. <laughs> that is an insane thing to do. And he, apparently, according to this article in the... What was it? Tampa Bay? 
Is it Tampa Bay? No. Yeah. Yeah. Tampa Bay Times. He was considering becoming a Canadian citizen before his death All in right. 1980. Hey. Hey, man. He talked about it. Hey, man. Free health. PepsiCo baby. bought it. Free health. 1987, PepsiCo Inc. bought the Canadian operations of Kentucky Fried Chicken. No, oh, Lord. Yeah, because now they're owned by like the the whole thing is yum. Yeah, like one gr- huge group now, right? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mm, I want to say it's Yum. They're called Yum Corporation or something like that, or yeah. it's Pepsi, one or the other. But remember Yum Chips? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so like that's all the same point. umbrella. Okay, okay. So it's either Folks, PepsiCo or Yum. I feel like I can't wait till we do a trivia one day. This podcast <laughs> will do a trivia day, and we will just go through all the random trivia we've announced on this show mm-hmm. and ask you guys if you remember. What city did the the colonel, KFC's colonel, live in until his death in 1980? Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) All that random. And it won't even be nerdy. That's the worst part. Because y'all are going to be like, oh, we can do a nerd quiz any day. Because if you're watching this, you're most likely nerd fans. So you would think, oh, we're going to ask nerd questions. But no, we're going to ask you that real hard shit. Like, where's the colonel from? And really (laughs) mess with y'all. Just to mess with y'all. What else do we have? Uh, Guys, we have a whole bunch of trailers that we're going to talk about. I feel like we should start with uh, Mortal Kombat Legends Cage Match. Mm-hmm. So I watched this trailer today. If you put <laughs> it on the list, Joel McHale voicing, re- returning to voice Johnny Cage. Oh, I didn't know he was returning. Yeah, he's done the voice in a previous version. Dude, this thing is fantastic. This trailer <laughs> is pure 80s. I was like, this is insane to watch. It is a red band trailer. So. Uh, we probably won't show much of it, but I do want it to play while we're talking. So I, I am going to share that to the screen in a second. But I got to say, uh, this is the the epitome of like '80s nostalgia. That like the the whole aesthetic. Who, what, which album? There's like a album by an artist in the '80s that had this exact color. I'm going to show it. You know what? Let me oh, show there's a scene in the trailer. Right. That With literally a woman raises yes. her head and she looks like the cover of Duran Duran's Rio. Oh, yeah. No, that was funny too. <laughs> Thank you. That's what it is, right? Duran Duran's Rio. Exactly that. That's that, what it exactly right? is. Yeah. That's what it is. I'm going to cut back to that. And wish. Oh, I or froze. At least huh? It's not it's not 100% the actual cover, but it's definitely I um, froze. There's a uh there's a um artist in the 80s that had stuff like that and then like if you look up online uh that artist is just basically um All right. It's just basically like that design. Oh, they say like why do all like hair salons that are like from the 80s they all have the same type of art? Yeah, I just posted up the uh, the Duran Duran one. This is the, the oh, this is the Duran Duran cover. Okay, so yeah, the link. Uh, yeah, because uh, honestly, when I saw okay, yeah, when I saw it at first, I was just like, "This is." Hold on, share this tab instead. Yeah, I gotta say, it is impressive. I I was really impressed with the the. The trailer, the aesthetic, the aesthetic is so nice. Like it's a good looking trailer. And uh, you know, I just kind of feel 
this thing that so I was watching a video from is it not Vice? I don't remember who mm. made the video, but they did a breakdown of why the uh, animation in movies recently changed, and they attributed it a lot to Into the Spider Verse because that was one of the first times in recent years, other than Pixar, who had set the tone for a while, mm-hmm. that someone had really gone outside the box. And yeah. that it gave people the sense that they could take bigger risk when they were making their pro, they were doing their pieces, and because mm-hmm. of that, it led to a lot after Into the Spider Verse, which is so recent when you think about it. Yeah, Sony continued to do stuff that was a little outside the box. You see the Mitchells that Netflix. We I think the I don't remember what the name is, but Mitchell's oh, the one where they're fighting the robots and everything. Right. Yeah. So the the animation for that is very different. Um, which was also done by Sony, if I'm not mistaken. And then they like they listed off a bunch of different projects. And then you get to Mario, which it, which also kind of goes a little bit against the generic type for the animation. And then, of course, across the Spider-Verse, the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse levels up because they themselves start to do something similar to this, like these different kind of pastel colors for Gwen. And, you know, uh, Miles is the the more grounded, but also glitchy universe. And then you go mm-hmm. to the Mumbatan, the Mumbai Manhattan hybrid, which was inspired by Bollywood and uh, and East uh, South Asian uh, art styles and stuff like that. And yeah, and it's just so rich to see. And and even Miguel's twenty ninety nine universe, which was very kind of like futuristic sky tower type thing. And and you see those art styles, and then we get to enjoy the fruits of this new stuff, this new creation and this new aesthetic because, and I know people are going to be like, okay, calm down, Brian. Like that's not what they're doing with cage match. (laughs) But when you watch this trailer, you you get to see some really like, look at this stuff. Like look at some of these images. If you're listening to this, once again, we always recommend you guys tune into the YouTube. We do love doing an audio podcast, but when it comes to some of the stuff, the visuals are so nice that it's like, I would try and describe this. I won't do it justice. You know, like Mm. you, you've got some, next level lightning you, you got a de- demon hands like giant demon hands crushing a, a creature like a, a human humanoid creature it looks fantastic the art style is beautiful and, and you know like wendell and i were talking about that duran duran cover inspired 80s look you By, know uh, even... the, the artist's name is uh patrick Nag- nagel yeah so all that stuff that is it, it's there it looks great I, I, you know the the trailer looks dope the the uh, there's like a carlton looking dude who's the sidekick to cage in this <laughs> that i was just like it looks like someone drew carlton as will is how i describe <laughs> it which i feel is unfair but it really looks like if carlton and will were merged am i am he's i got off? like the high top but he's got right. the glasses he's got he, the bow tie like, the cardigan yes like it looks like will dressed as carlton yeah it's his assistant cage's assistant in the movie uh so I mean, I think people should definitely check it out. I like. Uh, I'm gonna try and find the spot where you see Raiden too, because Raiden looks really cool. Jennifer Grey, a classic '80s actress, is doing the voice of, I guess, a love interest or maybe just one of his friends. I don't know, but I just really like this trailer because this one, I don't know. I thought it was impressive, and and you know, it's just funny because Mikhail really is just Mikhail embodies this character really well. Hmm. Like if you watch the other project, I think the last legends, Mikhail is in that one, and you get a sense that Mikhail likes playing this character, right? So, you know, yeah. 
Uh, who is the? What are the other trailers we had that I wanted that you put on the list? We have some. Oh, uh, I got a, oh yeah, I got and then the video game really. Yeah, I, 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 the way I, the way I structured it is is right. bam, 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 and then it all goes into the Mortal Kombat one. Yeah, so then we have the new Mortal Kombat one, uh, the reveal for some of the characters that are being brought into this new game, which, dude, I... Do you want me to tell you who's who? Just make it easier? Oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to pull up the screen where they're all on the screen because I knew... Oh, okay, okay. I know all the, the popular ones, but I don't know any of the other ones. So, yeah, hold on. Let me get to that okay. scene and... Uh, because I saw it and I thought, oh, this is cool. Okay, let me share this. Let's share this tab instead. And let's get back onto the screen with it. So this one here. So who's the character on the left? Far left. The far left? I think that's Quan Chi. He's like one of the he's like okay. one of the more newer bad guys for uh Mortal Kombat, I think in Mortal Kombat 4. Is he in the animated movie? Like the story is that he works for one of the. Yeah, he works for like, an, the, like, there's like evil another evil god people. Yeah, there's like another higher god or something like that or some, another some realm. Another baddie. Right, right, right. Okay, so that's what I thought. That's who I recognized. And then next to him, that looks like, to me, it looks like reptile without the mask. But I don't know. No, I think that's Ermac. Okay. So yeah, the dude I with glowing green Ermac. eyes, Ermac. And then we get into the people I recognize. Omni-Man mm -hmm. from Invincible, Homelander, and John Cena's Peacemaker. Not even just Peacemaker. Yeah. This is Cena's <laughs> face. Straight up his face. It's straight up John Cena, which is impressive to me. That I mean, this is obviously the synergy of Mortal Kombat being owned by Warner Brothers yeah. Discovery. And them, and we've seen that we have. I they've done it before with the Justice League. There's a Justice League video game that is 100% a knockoff of Mortal Kombat. Which no, I no, played. it's not a knockoff. It's made by the same people. It's made by right, right. But I, 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 but it's, it's basically it's Mortal Kombat, but not gory. Right, right. I just said character. it's a knockoff in the sense that like you play it and it it feels like you're playing Mortal Kombat. And yes, yeah. you're right. I should I should admit that I knew. It was made by the same people. It's just that when it came out, I was, I was kind of just like, "Oh, this you guys reskinned Mortal Kombat with just DC superheroes." But I, I was like, "I know," but I know the newer one. Mm. Um, depending on how you played or something like that, your character would level up with different armor. So everybody has. Oh, okay. So like, depending on how you okay. play the game or whatever, like you get like, "Oh, uh, Batman would get more armor," or "Bat," or this, the Flash gets a better boots or bigger oh, okay. visor or whatever like they would look different as they go along so that they could fight like that they're, they're like stronger yeah i guess so like so okay. at least they look more aesthetically different uh as as it goes on okay okay uh and then the last guy okay. i think on the That's far fair. right on, is takeda but i don't know who that is in particular that's like a more uh uh later character i guess okay yeah, because some of these some of these characters I don't know, uh, uh, or They're, like the, the ones you 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 had to give me the name for, I I did not recognize. Yeah, um, those are actual like Mortal Kombat characters because this okay. game is technically Mortal Kombat twelve, but they're right. calling it Mortal Kombat one because in eleven some time shenanigans happens and then everything kind of gets reset. 
but not reset because it's still continuing. Right. So it's like a it's kind of like a reboot, kind of reboot, but it's within right. the story. I mean, I'm not mad at reboots. I I like I've said in the past I would prefer some original IP stuff, but when it comes to a video game like this, I'm actually okay with them kind of changing it up because the video games when it comes to video games we like to see the lore of the and the stories expanded on mm-hmm. and because there's so much you can do especially with mortal Kombat, there's so many characters if you want to tell the story from every character's perspective that's cool to me because that's the medium where you could do it you can't really yeah. do that in films uh, or at least you could but i don't know how long before people start to get tired of it like fast well, and furious I- oh sorry go ahead I was going to say that I think that's what they were doing because it was just getting so complicated and everything. And then I think the last story is uh, Liu Kang does something mm. and he ends up becoming a god right. in the end. And right. he's like, screw it. I am turning everything back into in like square one. Every Everyone, we're not fighting anymore. Done. I re- redid the earth. Redid everything. Redid time. I've made a world where everyone doesn't have to fight. And it just so happens everyone still gets compelled to fight. <laughs> and I think in this one, um, uh, the two greatest enemies that everybody knows about in Mortal Kombat, um, uh, what do you call them? Scorpion and Sub-Zero? Yeah, Scorpion and Sub-Zero. They're, they're no longer enemies. They're actually family. They're actually brothers. Oh, in this new universe? In this universe that Liu Kang created. He's like, you two are always fighting each other. Your your family, screw this. <laughs> your family. Now you can't fight each other. Oh, your brother, wait, your okay, sorry. I misunderstood. The effects of the version of the game we're seeing now is a universe that Liu Kang has recreated? Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. Wild. What the fuck? <laughs> so, so that's what I mean. It is a reboot. Yes, it is yes. a reboot, but it's it's still within it's the storyline. Yes. What what the what are you? <laughs> how do you get away with doing that? How do you how do they you can. just go? That's fucking wild to me, man. And I loved I loved how they they teased it. So it's like, oh, okay. Netherrealms put something up on your Twitter, and it's a clock, and it's a clock going from the twelfth hour, the eleventh hour, which is yeah. Mortal Kombat eleven, the last game, right. and it's going to twelve. And it kind of gets stuck on the 12 and then it just jumps to one. <laughs> it just straight jumps to one. You're like, oh, okay. They're going to, because of all the time stuff, they're straight yeah. up rebooting, but it's still part of the story. I mean, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's that's good storytelling. Again, like I was saying, the, the, the video games is one of the few mediums where you can do this and do this properly. IPs are huge. You can expand on the lore and you can give us different perspectives. Even the Grand Theft Auto stuff, like Grand Theft Auto 3, the character that Grand Theft Auto 1, 2, and 3, the character that you play at is in those movies, at, in those games, you realize is connected to the different characters throughout some of the different stories in mm. Grand Theft Auto, right? And yeah, then, I think uh, the character in 3 shows up in, two, is it 2 or 1? I forgot. Or two, two, 2 or, no, sorry. Character in 3 shows up in either... No, he doesn't show up in Vice City. He shows up in San Andreas, I think. Right. Because that's what I remember. Three, three is modern time of when it came out. Right. Vice City's the eighties, and then right. um, San Andreas is West Coast. San, of, San Andreas is like West Coast early nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, and then for Watch Dogs, for example, when you play the second Watch Dogs, you have a mission where you save the guy from the first Watch Dogs. 
uh pierce Agent uh, pierce I, I don't remember his name um <laughs> I just I mean, the guy with the trench coat. I thought you really liked the, the guy. I thought you liked the first guy from Watch Dogs. I did, but I don't, dude. You know me, sandbox serial killer. I'm not about names. I'm about running around. <laughs> but it's your name. I'm about <laughs> running you. around. Yeah, most people. You know, how many people say my name to me? I don't know. Yeah, All the around. time, he's a big freaking deal. Every time you run into somebody, say, like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" Yeah, run around, That's all name. I want to know. That's all I want to know. Aiden I just want to run around. I know it's. I want to run around with something Pierce. I want to run around. Aiden. Aiden Pierce. I think so. Yeah, something like that. That sounds right, <laughs> uh, dude. If you, you're trying to ask me to remember characters' names, character names, like I'm out here trying to memorize, I want to go into a game, get a code, blow stuff up. That's how I play. The only reason I play these games to the end now is because I realize I can get more stuff to blow stuff up with mm-hmm. than when I used to play the game, and I had the limit of like, you know, I can't explore this section because I haven't actually done the missions there it's like fine let me do all these missions so you guys will let me blow up stuff on this part of the map too i am i am surprised you never played just cause i have just played cause just cause. two three and four like because all you're doing is blowing up a bunch of stuff and just they cause want you to blow up I, i've stuff. actually played just cause three uh i and I, I i actually started getting good at it i started doing missions i got into bases i was blowing stuff up and then I had so much fun blowing stuff up, I stopped doing the missions because mm-hmm. there's this one mission alone where you're on like an airfield and you have to destroy as much as possible. Yeah. And I just kept blowing everything up. I just kept, <laughs> I, I was like, let's see how much I can blow up on. Then they let you ride jets. Mm-hmm. You can ride, dude. There were times where I am flying a jet against another jet, dog fighting. <laughs> then I would jump mm-hmm. out of my jet. Uh, l- like pull myself with the Gatling, whatever gun, whatever not Gatling gun, the but grapple, the grapple, grapple. He has grapple myself to the other jet, get into that one because mm-hmm. I was almost gonna die in the first one. <laughs> Throw that guy out, take over his jet. Now I'm free falling. Take it over, start firing at everyone else. Helicopters <laughs> come, do the same thing. I had so much fun in that game. I was just like, I need to stop playing. Because I am just going to keep murdering as many people in the game as possible. <laughs> and I will have absolutely no rhyme or reason of a story to try and play. And that did not seem like a good way to approach this thing. I <laughs> seem like a psycho. My partner. But that's, but that's the game to do it in because everything explodes. All It just explodes so well. It is so beautiful. Shout Dude. out to Avalanche Studios. You just know how to make everything blow up. They also did, um, what was it called? The Max... Not Max, oh, Payne. Max Payne. Sorry, no, not oh, Max Payne. Right. Uh, oh, what's his name? Max, 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 Max. See, this so, is um, Fury Road guy. Oh, uh, come on. The the, the character that uh, what's his Australian name? guy? Mel Gibson's character. Yeah, Mad Max. Mad Max. They did a yeah. Mad Max game too. Oh, dope. Okay. And the whole point of that game is like someone steals his. It's basically like the beginning of Fury Road. He gets beaten up. Someone steals his car, and then you have to go out, make a new car, and then try to get back your original car, the Interceptor. <laughs> oh, dope! I like that. You know what's a, what's another good game where you just get to blow up stuff? The Warriors. When you play the, the Warriors, Warriors game, uh, based on the seventies movie. Sorry. Really? Yeah. Have you ever played that game? It's made by Rockstar. Yeah, it's more of a beat 'em up. I don't think you're blowing up stuff. Well, you're not blowing up stuff, but you 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 you're like riding throughout the mm. streets. Like there's a right. huge part of it where it's just like, so I guess it's not blow up as much as it's the idea of just like destroy the city, right? Which okay. is kind of like how I still play, right? Like my idea is, 
I just mm-hmm. like to run around and destroy everything. And yeah, because I know usually... that game wasn't really open world. It was more like right, yeah, concise areas kind of thing. So that's why I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, as a sandbox serial killer, I did not enjoy the limitations put on me by the Warriors game. <laughs> yeah, because you know but... you're playing a movie. You're not playing right. your yeah. own thing. <laughs> but I did enjoy the the chaotic riots and like all the gangs in the streets just attacking each other and then like breaking into the cars stealing the radio so you could sell them for money so you could buy this like the drug to power yourself up or buy more graffiti paint like there was elements of that game that i really did enjoy uh Mm -hmm. back in the day um we got some more trailers before before we get into some stuff (laughs) we're already 40 minutes in we haven't even touched the the view the right thing stuff uh so we'll probably run through this list now we have the invincible trailer season two dropped if you guys want to check it out i highly recommend it the you know uh reginald uh val johnson is his name right did Mm -hmm. i say that right is back as the principal uh and and he you know i think the school is it that the school's named after him in the comic book i i can't remember it's been a while I can't since I read the comic it's book. right behind me too but i don't want to turn around to go get it and but all this <laughs> to say highly recommend that show if you guys haven't watched it it is easily one of the most interesting takes on the superhero genre because it started off as from what i understand kirkman wanted to do a commentary on superhero stories like the major DC and, and Marvel stuff. The reason the character's name is Mark Grayson is because it was a play on Dick Grayson. And then, uh, uh, you know, you, you, it just turned into its own thing because it did so, so well that they were just like, okay, well at this point story, and then it's so good. It ended up getting turned into an animated series that has, it took Fantastic. a while. Fantastic. I don't know if you guys have seen the first season. We've talked about it on this podcast. We highly recommend it. Yeah. Think. <laughs> that meme was everywhere. <laughs> yes. Omni-Man. Yo, Omni-Man is fantastic in this. He's a dark, sick sucker, but god damn. Uh, oh, the comic dude, gets the, way worse. I, and I, You thought that was bad. It gets way worse. Oh, well, you know what? I will say this though, I've had it. There is one part of the TV show, the animated series in season one, that I do think they won up the comic book when he puts Mark's head through the subway mm. and the subway train is just running. And, and because Mark is invincible and the dad's invincible, the human bodies that are hitting it just explode and right. he's covered in all those dead people, which is a morbid scene to describe. And I'm sorry if anyone's listening to this going, oh, my God. Yeah. But that is one thing where I think they won up the comic book because the comic book, as gruesome as some of those fights get, I don't remember them ever doing anything like that. I and think that- with the comic book, they kind of saved it. They're like, no, this is the this is the messed, This is the messed up part. You know, yeah, like you yeah. turn that page and then, bam, you get the splash page of something really messed up. Like they just kind of. Yeah. You know, they're not good. Like, they're not hitting you as hard. You know? Yeah. The animated one, it hits hard because you just see him doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, shit. Yo, first off, I want to apologize to the people who are tuned in. I just, I didn't see that you guys have been messaging us here. Shout outs to Lee J. What's up, King? Same at you. Shout outs to Mark. What's good, Mark? And then I can't even read this name properly because I'm not in full screen. So I'm going to shout out to Bal- by the way. By the way, BTW. Shout out. 
thanks for tuning in. We appreciate all y'all tuning into the show. You know, we always look, we always love when people tune in and, and jump in. You guys feel free to add any comments, anything that you guys have been watching, because we're gonna continue. We're gonna continue with our trailers. We uh we also have Gen V. Gen V, the boys continuing with the prime tip. So I know that there's a strike right now, and I know technically, you know, influencers and all of them are asked not to to promote uh, struck work, as they call it. And I understand that, you know, if ever I wanted to get into the SAG-AFTRA, which I probably, as an act, will never want to because I don't think I'm an actor of any kind. Uh, or if I'm a writer, which maybe one day, who knows, um, maybe I'll give an idea to somebody and they'll be like, yo, that's a great idea. Let me put that in a story. But because I don't, I'm not part of those right now. And I feel like I, this is our show. Every week we talk about these things. It would be really hard for me to not talk about some of the geekiest out there, which is an offshoot of the boys, which is, a you know, which is on prime. I'm really excited. And hopefully the people at prime start to realize, Hey, maybe we start paying these people because they make stuff that everyone wants to talk about. That's more my thing. The fact that so many different platforms and so many different people aren't able to discuss half this stuff is an unfortunate part. You know, Blue Beetle is now losing momentum, they're saying. It's not tracking as well. Guess what? It's because the star, who was from Karate Kid, was doing, in my opinion, most of the legwork on that promo. He was the one that was constantly posting. He was the one constantly telling people about it. And yeah, now wasn't that, wasn't that one of the... I guess it's because it's part of the old guard of DC movies. They just just kind of want to bury it kind of thing well i don't think dc is trying to bury it uh i mean we had the conversation i think on our show where we talked about the fact that it is still technically part of the these blue beetle is going to be part of the upcoming universe oh. but but not necessarily but this film specifically is not necessarily part of that new universe he's building okay which is what I, which was the impression I got from what people were saying, and mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I mean, we already got this version of Blue Beetle in Young Justice, right? You know, so you kind of you kind of have an idea of of what it's doing and where it's going and everything. And it's right like, now, nah, it's and, and you're like, no. you're introducing the character, you're introducing their background, their lore, and then you're gonna bring the character over but then it's not necessarily a multiverse type thing i don't know what gun and them are deciding i don't know how they're going to plan to do this and again with the strike it, it any of these projects that are being released now are going to get hurt mm -hmm. challenger with with zendaya is supposedly being moved already because th that whole from my understanding the whole approach for that film was the fact that Zendaya has a huge built-in audience and they mm -hmm. were convinced that her platform, her on her platform would be enough to get people to go out. Right. And now because of the strike, they won't be able to, she won't be able to promote it. So they're just like, okay, move the movie then. Cause yeah. movies of that style, which we've seen recently in Hollywood, unless you're a major IP like Barbie, for example, that mm -hmm. to me is, Part huge part of the popularity of Barbie had to do with the fact that Barbie is an internationally known IP. Yeah, and then Barbenheimer helped push that <laughs> into the stratosphere. The like, whole Barbenheimer thing reminds me of when Doom Eternal and what was that game by Nintendo? 
uh oh my goodness it was like uh like you you build your own house and everything animal animal crossing oh, yeah animal yeah, yeah. crossing were coming out on the same day so instead of people being like oh f you in that game right. they were like hey yo oh yep. launch day you too man and then they start people start doing pictures of like the two characters Dude. like hey uh, i'm i'm the doom guy and here's here you can have my gun and he's like oh here i'm like oh cool <laughs> This is how you shoot it. This is the safety, and it's like, oh, okay. Bro. That's wild. That is it was just, wild. It was just, and then even like the the developers like said, hey, have a good have a good launch day, you too. And then like everyone's like, oh, that's so wholesome. And it's well, just two games that are not in each other's opposite. paths, right? At all right. <laughs> and Barbie and Oppenheimer, obviously, we know are two like I like one is a biopic about the man who considered himself the end of all because he created one of the most dangerous weapons in the world. Mm -hmm. And the other is about a doll. <laughs> but it sounds like it's the, the one about the doll. It seems more. Oh, doll, yeah. You know, Greta Gerwig went hard. It, it seems more um, it meta. It seems more meta. It's like, 100%. I feel like it's going to be like the Lego movie. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. And once again, I think we said last week, Will Ferrell's also in this one. So he's <laughs> <laughs> Will Ferrell's always there when things get meta. Uh, I mean, and it's great because wedding crashers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I unfortunately didn't get to see Barbie. I know Dave uh, was Merc with him out was supposed to jump on today. He might still fingers crossed, but he wanted to talk to, a bit about Barbie because he saw it. Uh, I'm only going to get to see it next week, so I, I'll jump in with him when we could do a full, deeper review. But I think it's really cool, and I listened to a bunch of podcasts where people talked. They, they, I listened to a podcast that I've mentioned before, The Town, where it's a lot of industry stuff, and they spoke to the head of marketing for Barbie and asked them specifically, did you guys jump on the Barbenheimer wagon? Like, did you... like? Because you guys did a lot of partnerships and they they Barbie partnered with almost a hundred different brands in promotion. Yeah, they, they, they said they think it might got be to. even more than a hundred. Got to, you got to, dude. From I mean, like, and it's I think it's better than how the Lorlax did it. We're doing a movie about environmentalism. Yeah, buy this car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Lorlax, and I say Mazda's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Buy this yeah. car. It's like, well, that's it. Barbie was shoes. Barbie was houses, clothing, makeup. Like, yeah. and they they're smart because it's like everything got touched. Like, you you can't turn somewhere and not see something Barbie affiliated. And usually, you, what you would expect for people to burn out a little bit when you see something so much. No, I think people actually really wanted this energy, this like yeah. pink everywhere. Like, because you know, the last few years have been pretty shite. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, I think that. Okay, I'll ask you this because that's you bring up an excellent point. Do you think Barbie would do as well in a pre-pandemic world? I've think, been thinking about that too. I think we're we weren't cynical enough. Right. We weren't we weren't tired of being cynical about everything. Right. Yeah, you man. Know? I think you're right. I honestly, I would like to think it would still do well because it the uh, again the IP is very popular. But I don't even think we get the script that Greta Gerwig and her partner Noah wrote if right. we don't have the pandemic. Like because I think before the pandemic, it was supposed to be Diablo. I heard there was supposed it was supposed to be Diablo, Diablo Cody, Cody. Okay. was writing it. But then the execs said they wanted Bar they wanted the movie to make fun of Barbie and be more self-deprecating. And she's like, that's not a script I want to write. I want to write 
why are we being awesome? Like, what the hell do you want? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming that's what she wanted, right? Because she said, no, I'm not doing this movie. And then they went the other way. Right? Yeah. I think uh, uh, from all I've heard from everyone, all my friends, anyone who's seen it, the, the reviews, the fact that this film has done a great job of making fun of itself and making fun of its IP mm-hmm. and still being an entertaining film sounds great to me. I, and, and it's rare to be able to do that. Uh, you know, I don't know many IPs that would let, uh, or many studios, W, uh, WB, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, knowing, and Mattel, knowing how important this character is, and being like, yeah, you know, you can make, sh- you, you can shit at us a little bit. Also, uh, a little um, Google uh, thing, uh, mm. Google Barbie, the word Barbie. Okay. And then you'll get a little something. Do I, like right now? Yeah, right now. If you type, if you search Barbie in Google, they give you a little, a little silly thing. Okay, we're gonna switch it over. I'm actually a little nervous now. I'm like, what are we (laughs) gonna see? Okay, E A R B I E. Searching Barbie. Oh, Google. Pink. Oh, there you go. Oh, you get a little sparkle. (laughs) I do like when Google does stuff like that. It's fun. You can keep doing like, it. Like I like that it was Google. This is another brand they reached out to, right? Yeah, they're cross marketing. Like stuff like this. This is all things that are just getting the IP more visibility. Just continuing. Just getting everyone to see it in every way possible. I, I almost wore also... pink today. I'm not gonna... <laughs> I know they were showing um <laughs> Ryan Gosling and Simu uh, Liu, uh, yeah, on on the red carpet for Barbie, and I was like, oh, just two Canadians, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, like when was, um, what were they asking them? Why do Canadians have the best energy? <laughs> Same with um, what was it? There was a picture of the weekend and uh, this Punjab comedian named Just Rain. He was like really popular on YouTube for a bit. And uh, okay. I was like, oh, just two Canadians. Just two Canadians hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> just two Canucks. I, 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 I got to say, I, I am impressed with what the, this movie has done. And I, I do look forward to seeing Oppenheimer, too. I'm seeing Oppenheimer Friday. One of my friends asked me. She was just like, I don't think anyone else wants to see this movie with me. Would you? And mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to. Uh, I mean, I think it's kind of a interesting story to tell. Uh, yeah. Why not? You know, like. Oppenheimer's well, kind of crazy. I remember uh, I was in a work call and and someone said like the some of the reviews are saying that it's it's kind of depressing and I was like yes that's the point good good they did their job did you did you see <laughs> like, the it wasn't post? me like making fun of the person right. saying this I was like good they did their job right. that's the whole right, point. Right. <laughs> I saw something where someone posted and said uh does does the, oh no they didn't post they asked they they posted their question to google does oppenheimer have a post-credit scene and someone tweeted that and wrote you're living in it (laughs) (laughs) they didn't just put anime uh yeah yeah. i mean (laughs) i just think it's funny like to ask that question does oppenheimer have a post-credit scene well i mean we could history books if you want to watch every film after what happened let's do it this is the world we live (laughs) (laughs) um shout outs to india and the middle east too 
for the the version of Oppenheimer where Florence Pugh's nude scene is covered. She's in a black mini dress instead. Because I was having this conversation, people, someone was just like, well, you know, it's not what they intended. It's just like, yo, in India and the Middle East, maybe they don't want to see this girl naked. They're allowed to just say, hey, we we get the point without her actually being naked. We don't yeah. need to see her boot. Guess what? You could have gotten the point in North America without seeing Florence Pugh naked. Y'all just wanted to see Florence Pugh naked. And she's okay <laughs> with that. And that's okay, too. But if those guys don't want to see it, guess what? You could still tell the same story without this girl having to be naked. So yeah. let's not get mad at them. They're allowed to want what they want out here trying to shame these people she's allowed to do what she wants they're allowed to watch it the way they want you can't yeah. get mad at these people for <laughs> wanting their own version um but i will say when when it comes to stopping lgbtq stuff scenes i feel like that's also a cultural thing and if they're not ready for it that's an unfortunate aspect but until they are and until the laws and the regulations in those places change, guess what? They're not going to show it in their media. They don't even want it in their streets. That like, This is mm. a whole other heavy conversation. So people are always getting mad at that stuff. They're just like, well, where does the censorship stop? Well, I mean, unless you want to go into that country and help them change their ways through force, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. And the movies aren't, isn't the American <laughs> movies coming through with naked girls being like, look at this, isn't how you're going to change their minds. Yeah, exactly. Part. Hollywood, always mad. The we, yo, the West be mad though. <laughs> the, the, the West gets mad. Um, we have a young love, which is a, which was hair love, right? The original short. Yeah, I think so. Which just that that is getting a series over on Max. Uh, I know a lot of people are very excited about that. I I watched the original short. I was very mm -hmm. excited when I saw that it was getting turned into a series. Issa Rae is back doing the voice of the mother. Um, there's a bunch of different. Uh, I think Kid Cudi is in. Yeah, it I think as well. Kid Cudi's the dad. Yeah, Kid Cudi's the dad. I don't know who's playing the little girl. I do apologize for that. Um, but yeah, uh, if you guys watch the trailer, the trailer's pretty cute because the mom is doing her hair, and then. Uh, <laughs> The mom, the mom kind of gives her those old fashioned braids that we all knew when we were kids. That yeah, that, it's the, the kid. That... She's getting the kid braids because she's a kid. She's so kid the mom's braids. just like, "Yo, I gotta get your hair done and gotta do it." And she's like, "No, I want to look like a movie star. I want to look. I want to look cool." So she just the little girl's having a little bit of trouble telling her her mom, aka her stylist, the type of hair she wants. <laughs> and then the dad has to hook her up. Right. Yeah, I thought it was cute that the mom did the hair like this. I actually had to rewatch the trailer twice because the first time I didn't understand that the little girl didn't like the hair. Like I, I got, I, I guess I misunderstood something in this scene here because when she's on the red carpet, the lady like tells her like, "Why are you here, little girl? Like you're not a movie star." But you're why are you here, you know, baby? Then the father here, comes in, take this baby out of here. Yes, that's it. <laughs> yes, yes, and it was so, no, cute. She doesn't the dad like does it. the she's... hair. Keep... I loved it. Uh, and as a trailer, it, and it's it's so it, it it merges the two worlds of the short that we saw and now the show that we're going to get because you get the mom. Yeah. But you also I get think, the dad. I, well, I was going to say, I think that the whole point is that the little girl's coming into her own and she has right. her own style. And she's like, I want to kind of do something different from what my mom just putting me in. like, I'm your little you're my little girl. I'm just this little girl hair. And she's like, mm, that's not what I want. 
Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. And I like that. I thought it was cute. I thought it was good. I don't understand. You know, this is this is Hollywood. This is entertainment now. I'm down <laughs> for it. Uh, what else do we have? The last one we have was something that I did not recognize at all. But I feel like <laughs> Sorry, you're going to tell me this what is a it's me all about. thing. So it's a new anime called Lazarus. It's no, no, this directed is by. Hmm? Pardon me. I said this is good. I, 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 oh. I said it's good. It's stuff that I don't know. It's always good when you talk about it because I, I don't know all these things. So I feel like the old uh, man it's... sometimes, but I feel like that's also a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's the new series directed by. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher his name, and I apologize. Uh, Shinchiro Watanabe, uh, the director of Cowboy Bebop, the anime series, director of Samurai Champloo, uh, and when something more recent, uh, Carol and Tuesday, which is on Netflix. Uh, so each of those shows kind of, kind of has a theme. So Cabo Bebop is like more so Bebop and uh, space uh, sci-fi. Uh, samurai Champloo is Champloo is like a mixture, and so it's samurais and hip hop, and that's where you get a lot of low, well, what we call now lo-fi, but like a lot of Dilla beats, a lot of new jabs. Mm-hmm. So like any that that kind of style, kind of like really got popular big time over here and then carolyn tuesday is literally about um i think two girls making music um so what's cool about this particular series is that the action sequences are directed by chad uh, stahalski who is the director of all the john wick movie series who's um been the action director of like a ton of action movies Uh, i think he was the action director for what was it called uh was it uh a lot of movies i'm sorry but like a lot of western yeah. movies like a lot of fight scenes have stepped their game up because uh chastelowski and the other guy mm-hmm. uh that uh um that that they work together with um have really stepped the, all the games up of all a lot of movies making them almost on par with depending on which movie you're watching on par with um with uh, hong kong action movies basically so everyone kind of stepped all their game up <laughs> Uh, so this should be pretty interesting. Right. I think the way the trailer kind of breaks down is the I there's no story beats given. It's just visuals that you're getting. And it seems like this yeah. guy is really good at parkour. And that's as much as I could right, right. get right. from it. Yeah, but the, the, the vibe I got from it was like when I watched it, I didn't understand as much what i was watching as much as i was mm-hmm. like and it makes sense now that you mentioned that the person who directed the action sequences is the guy who did the john wick stuff because then you get the sense when you're watching like oh this is what it's like like i imagine they gave people a storyboard of like i want it to look like this and or even videos of people doing the moves and then these animators are just like cool 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 we're gonna yeah. also add this to it and then you get this <laughs> fantastic dude when he jumps from the two the cranes? what are those things the cranes when he jumps from one crane to the other and and then his leg like kind of like morph stretches out but it's still within the universe you know it's like that's dope as fuck like that looks so cool so <laughs> so i'm not i'm not super sure what music styling they're going with for this particular show uh but i know there's usually a theme for the most part for most of his stuff um and also, just to kind of tie it back with what we talked about last week, mm. uh, Watanabe also worked on Macross Plus. He wasn't the main director, but he was like okay. the second director. Okay. So that was like okay. one of his first movies, uh, one of his first animes he worked on, or OVAs, I guess. Crazy. 
All right, and that's all the trailers. I mean, I knew the trailers because the list was so long. I was just like, we're definitely gonna end up talking a lot about the trailers. <laughs> uh, the the, <laughs> but uh, if anything, I'll let you go into TFCon because you you we didn't get did we get to talk about the we didn't get to talk about the whole convention last time. No, I, did, did uh, I think it was just list? very brief, and that was it. Yeah. So hit so, us, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, TFCon was two weeks ago, so the same time as Montreal Comic Con, taking place in Mississauga, right. Ontario. Uh, right. So for this year, uh, the voice actors that they had for guests was David Kay, Frank uh, Frank Tataro, uh, Paul Eiding. Uh, then we had the uh, voice actor Terry McGovern, who was there. Oh, who was who sadly couldn't make it. Uh, for those who mm. don't know, Terry McGovern is actually the original voice of Launchpad McQuack. Uh, oh, cool. uh, so that would have been a really cool person to 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 see there for the first time in uh, Toronto, I think. Um, but he wasn't able to make it. Uh, and Venus Turzo. Uh, for writers, we had James Roberts, who uh, did the comics for Transformers: More Than Meets the Eyes and Transformers: Lost Light. Uh, and then also we had Michael Charles Hill, uh, who was the one of the writers for Generations One cartoon. Oh, dope. Okay. And a lot of artists were there. Aaron Archer, who is a uh, toy, um, a toy designer, who was okay. part of has part of Kenner, part of Hasbro. That's the dude uh, that does the show with Proto Man. Yes, yes, right. exactly. One in the same. Uh, super nice guy. Alex Milms, also nice guy. Jack Lawrence, also amazing artists. And yeah, those were all the artists for that day, for what that were, weekend. What were the What was the main thing that you enjoyed the most out of the weekend? Um, just catching up with everybody, actually. That was pretty cool. Um, there was also some exclusive toys. Uh, there was also, um, a charity auction that happens on Friday night. Uh, and it raised, uh, 12, uh, one, 12,251, sorry, 200, uh, sorry, $255 for the Make-A-Wish Foundation for Canada. Whoa. And, uh, awesome. during that charity auction, someone made a really cool, um, uh, custom uh, Cosmos. So Cosmos was a character in G1 yeah, that looked like a UFO. Yeah, yeah, like a little green him. UFO. Yeah, he's right there. In my and he display. talked really weird and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone, did not too, uh, maybe a few years ago or so, uh, Hasbro came out with the Ark. So they made a whole, like, so the, the spaceship that the G1 characters come to Earth in, they made a whole spaceship. Right, and that right. spaceship transforms. So um, this guy named General Techno, that's part of the community, he actually, he was taking a bunch of these uh, arcs because I guess they were going on sale for cheap right. and he was customizing right. them. So one of them was like a, a, a reboot homage. So he made it look like uh, not Megabyte, Gigabyte when Hexadecimal and Megabyte are combined. Okay. Uh, he also made another one where it looks like Dr. Robotnik's robot. So for this thing, he made one that looks like Cosmo. So the only thing that changed was the head changed mm. and um, another one called another person in the community named Quinn ideas made sculpted the head to make it look like Cosmo. And then he repainted everything and it was just a giant Cosmo and a big oh, bidding war oh. happened over that toy. Oh, and really? It got up to a thousand dollars. Holy shit. Yeah. So like, as it was going on, it was just two people bidding and bidding and bidding and bidding and bidding just going and going and what, going. what do, what do the bids start at i think for that one it started at like maybe a hundred 
I think Holy about. Holy shit. And it right? got all the way up to a thousand. A thousand. Yeah. And what was cool is that there's video out there of general techno, like just in awe, just eyes open. He's like, <laughs> he's just freak. He's just mind is blown because like these two people just going at it, going at I it. I mean, what you're it. describing sounds so cool to me. Like I, like I have, uh, you know, Metroplex and I have uh, devastator and Omega Supreme. Like I, you know, I, I I'm not a biggest I'm not the biggest fan of the arc figure like the the mm-hmm. I know a lot of people like it I didn't really love it that's why that's one of the reasons I didn't really try and get that one but a Cosmo right. version of it because I do like the Cosmo ship like I like I said right I have Cosmo front and center in my display here in front of me and I do love that color scheme and I do like his head like that kind of like because you know the classic UFO look is cool to me that we've had most of my life. Speaking of UFOs, there's some interesting stuff happening in the world. We're going to maybe get some information from the American government about UFOs. But anyways, <laughs> that's a side tangent. But to get a large-scale version of Cosmos sounds dope. So mm-hmm. I'd be down to check that out. I, I'm I, trying I, to find it, and I can't find it. An image? That's okay. I mean, uh, it's probably... It'll, it'll end it's, up being on the internet at some point. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll find it, and I'll post it, and I'll yeah. send it along. Uh, but yeah, that was the pretty crazy thing about uh tfcon that uh this year that's super was cool. just the bidding for cosmo and um just how nice it looked it looked really cool and the fact that you know it raised that much money for a really good say, uh, foundation i feel like all the cons should have a day like a, a, a auction because there's so much stuff that people would bid on mm-hmm like if the even like you know Montreal Comic Con now that you've said that I'm just like there's so many like things like cosplay or special edition or like let's say you you got something where it's like all the guests sign something and you auction that off at the last day because I gotta say yeah I'll try and make it quick but when I went to I I didn't get to stay for the final performance for Word Burglar and more or less at Montreal mm-hmm. Comic-Con, and I wish I'd gone to. I got there early to see them, to see if they had taken the stage and taken the stage yet. But, you know, most of the people I knew that I spoke to about it at the convention didn't even know there was a final major concert. You know, mm. a lot of people get that booklet and don't actually look at it in detail. You know, like, they right. might use the app, but they're not looking at events that are going on. They're just like, I'm going to be on the convention floor. So it'd be nice to do something like you're saying, at the end of the con, 5 p.m. on the Sunday, you do an auction, sign something signed by all the attendees, something special from certain attendees, you know, a, a, a free pass for next year, all those different things, raise some money for a cool organization. The Make-A-Wish Canada, that sounds fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. Or if there's another one, but whatever, it'd be cool because I think TFCon, TFCon is definitely setting an example and raising a bar when they have something like that because that seems yeah. really cool to me. Um I think last year they raised maybe two hundred dollars more, or a hundred dollars oh, wow. more. So it, it didn't. It didn't. We didn't. They didn't beat. They didn't beat their their best. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, on almost on par. I mean, there's still some good numbers. Yeah, it's very good numbers. Very good numbers. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. It was okay. super fun. Um, just a lot of awesome people. Great people to talk to. Uh, a lot of stuff to buy. A lot of good cool things to see on the floor. Uh, there's a uh, costume contest so a lot of cosplayers come out either like a lot of weird like interesting out there concepts someone dressed up as mirage like pretty close to what you see on tv mirage there was a giant person on stilts dressed up as sound wave towering over people um 
just a lot of really, really creative people. Just like this convention just brings out a lot of creativity among people. And there's always fun to, to go there and check it out and everything like that. I'm trying to find the image you sent me. You have to sadly you have to sign into Twitter to see it. Yeah, because they changed Twitter now that you have to sign in to see things. Yeah, you have to sign in to see. Well, it's not called Twitter anymore. It's called X. Dude, I'm never going to call it X. It's Twitter. <laughs> that that sh- Dude, when I saw that he decided he wanted to start change the name to X and it, the, the logo, I was like, what are you talking? What are you talking about, Elon? <laughs> What are you talking about? Get like out of here. every every other thing is named X. Uh, Xbox. <laughs> I think Dude. Microsoft actually has the um, they actually have the rights to use the letter X or something like that. Um, I remember I put on my Twitter like, oh, well, you know, there's only one X. I'm like, right. oh, well, technically, there's there's two if you count DMX. But I, right, posted, right, up right, like, right, right. I posted up exhibit song X. <laughs> yes, true. Exhibit DMX xbox and then you're gonna take you have a platform that has its own name that is Mm -hmm. synonymous with what it does you have a a new word tweeting and tweet became a verb specifically from this and you're gonna try and do away with all that for what it makes no sense x on x (laughs) i'm gonna re-x you man (laughs) yeah is that what it like when instead of tweeting you're supposed to what say i x'd and I re-X'd you, and yo, yeah. did you see that X by so-and-so? Like, what are you talking about? Like, that, that doesn't make any so sense. Bad. Yo, the, okay, I'm trying to look through this guy's Twitter. How long ago would he have posted about this? This would have been two weeks ago or three weeks ago okay. by now. I'm gonna try Because I was trying to search. But the, the link I sent should be... The link you sent it. me sends me directly to his Twitter, but it doesn't send me to a picture of the thing. Ah. Which is unfortunate. But, because uh, I'm not logged in on Twitter. Well, that's the thing. Again, t- Twitter's, uh, you know. <laughs> I want to make this more unusable. Yeah. I like and how I, he's regretting that he bought it. And he's he? trying is to that... sue the people that made him buy it. It's like, no, that's your fault. Is that what he's saying? Is that the word that he's regretting it? I'm pretty sure he's regretting it. I can't, Like, he's never get the, the thing is, just him touching it devalued it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's he will never be able to get as much money as he uh, as he bought it for. Yeah, never. See, it's, that's what happens when you have too much money. Then you buy yes. some bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna buy the newspaper. Uh, Twitter's not a newspaper, and it's been losing money consistently. Dude. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> and I remember when he tried to back out of when he originally spoke about wanting to buy it. Then he tried to back out. And then yeah. they tried to sue him because they're just like, yo, you fucked with the stock price. Like, you yeah, can't. Yeah, it's, just do it's that. called pill. What's it called? Pill, pill, blue pill, black pill. There's a, there's a, there's a oh, thing no. when you're investing where if someone says, I'm going to buy you, and it's, and it's like, oh, yeah, go ahead. And then you could like force them to buy you. Right. And it That's screws up everything. <laughs> that man oh, is actually, okay, here we go. Unimpressive ass. I'm sorry. I just I don't have much respect for like, and it's not even like it's not even his opinions that I don't have much respect for. If you it's just go his to energy, if you go to that link, the YouTube link, right? If you show the YouTube link, you'll see the picture of it. Uh, okay, I got the image. I'm gonna and try then... and pull it up without getting disconnected again because I realized whenever I was. I was just like, why am I getting all laggy? And I was realizing it's because 
my uh, computer doesn't like when I try and show 1080 HD P uh. videos while I'm also streaming at 1080. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, sir, we can't do both of these at the same time. You're going to have to pick one. So uh, I actually sent you the clip where it's right. at the image of the actual thing next yeah. to yeah, another custom that he did. Yeah, dude. Flugnut. I would totally want to <laughs> own this Cosmo. This is so cool to look at. One of one. One of one. A thousand dollars. Shout outs to what's it? Techno. What you said his name was? General Techno. It's at General Techno. General Techno. Um, if you, again, I think if you go back a little bit in the video, you this video in particular will actually show you the, yeah, you'll see his reaction to people going crazy on the bidding. Yeah, that, that's him that's like freaking fate. out. Just like, what? Yeah. So he actually cosplayed as, um, like people as uh, are... Dr. Robotnik, as Dr. Eggman. So that's why he has the big mustache. Oh, that's why I was like, why is this? Must... I was like, this is, this mustache is a, is a thing. It's a, <laughs> I'm like, this is a wild one. Yo, so kudos to him, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, on the on the left, right. And once again, yeah, if you guys are listening the to the audio only version of this podcast, make sure you check out the video available on YouTube and Twitch. You can always check us out on YouTube.com/slash at FXA Media. Sorry, Jaws, you were saying? No, no, that's it. Uh, um, right. This is also another aspect of transformers uh conventions that people some people make customs of specific figures and stuff like that so a lot of uh ingenuity a lot of um really cool um creativity is done yeah Uh, so this is even before 3d printing just people sculpting stuff and sanding it down and painting it and making it fit into something i was gonna say when you said that the someone sculpted the head i was wondering did they sculpt it or did they 3d print it I would I, imagine they 3D printed for this one, right? Maybe. I think so. But I know it's a guy that's been like, he wants to become a, a toy designer or a designer in the future. Oh, cool. And like one of the things he showed me was a, like a full on matrix that you could pull open. Oh, and, cool. it, and it has the LED light and it, sh- and it shines and everything. And you could close it back. And it was all friction. Like it was all oh. friction and it wasn't loose or anything. It was just 3D printed extremely well. And I was like, what the? I was like, that's so cool. This is just pure friction. He's like, pure friction. I'm like, <laughs> and you could feel it, like when you pulled it apart. You yeah, felt the, it goes. Oh, it goes nice and smooth and slow, just like like if you're in the movie, like opening up the matrix of wow. of leadership. It's like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this is when you can tell that I I'm an old school Transformers nerd. Like this, just you describing that made me very excited. <laughs> I, I like that's a toy that I would want to own. Like I have uh I have Optimus's head right here. I would mm-hmm. equally want to own that thing uh just so I could have the the Optimus and and eventually one day maybe I will cosplay as Optimus Prime um with the matrix, <laughs> the per- friction perfect friction matrix. Um All right. Yeah, that was TFCon. Yeah, man, TFCon. I I you know, I really hope I can go check it out one year. Uh, it would be fun. I do love cons. I've been to a Talkathon. I've been to Montreal Comic Con. I've been to Fan Expo. Uh, I want to go to San Diego Comic Con. I want to go to New York Comic Con, and I want to go to TFCon. Those are three that I would like to check out. So hopefully, in the next little bit, once uh, you know, once uh, the finances are a little better because mm-hmm. <laughs> things get a little crazy uh, in yeah, the yeah. summer. <laughs> you know, uh, kudos to the, these prints, but uh, these two combined, a uh, little pricey. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Um, 
but yeah, stuff like that. Comic Con was fun, uh, and TFCon sounds like a blast. And I hope I don't have to uh, Sophie's Sophie's choice it next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ideally, I can go with both. Uh, <laughs> I saw. I, I wanted to talk to people about the the Adam Eve special, which was kind of like a uh, mini uh, Invincible little series thing that they gave us to to tide us over until we could get back to Invincible. Um, Samantha Eve Wilkins is uh, is is uh, Adam Eve. Uh, she's a character who has kind of uh, she can, she's like almost like Franklin uh, Richards. She can change things on a she can change reality, or sorry, I should say she can change the matter of things. She can control things on an atomic level. So whereas from what I understand, Franklin is kind of like adjusting the world around him. She mostly, I think, can only create things and adjust things in front of her. I don't think she can do an entire like I know at one point in the comic book, she like moves to Africa and like builds herself this huge house and stuff just out of thin air because she can even adjust the molecules in air. Um Right, but yeah, the show, the, the 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 mini episode that we got was fantastic. It's her origin story. They they uh, they added to the story that's in the comic book. I don't remember exactly which issue it is. Uh, I will try and find that for the future. But there's an issue in the comic where they do discuss her childhood and how she came to be and why she is. And this does a really good version of that story. Uh, I thought it was great to watch that the fight scene. I've seen people post about the fight scene in this episode and say it is one of the best animated fight scenes in a while, um, which is very very difficult to 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 come up against. But you know she does some really cool stuff, and the villains that she's fighting do some cool stuff. Um, it's really it's heartwarming too, because part of it is her dealing with loss. And being adopted and finding out she's adopted, but also just trying to be a teenager. But, you know, what's what the fuck is life when you're a teenager who can, you know, like her mom puts a, a pickle and cream cheese sandwich in front of the door at one point after an argument with her parents. And it's just like, honey, you know, here's a sandwich. She opens the door, takes a sandwich, looks it in. And it was like one of the first times that she she uses her powers and she turns it into a burger. Pickle and cream cheese. What the yeah, fuck? it was really weird. I don't know, man. Freaking, I don't know this family. It's, uh... What are you doing? Yeah, man. You got nothing weird. in that house. Yeah, Pickle and cream cheese. But that's it. Like she turns it into a big burger, and you're just like, yo, mm. that's wild. Uh, at one point, she, out of thin air, because she can adjust the molecules in air and turn the molecules in air into like a glowing ball that could be moved around the room. Like it's a whole bunch of crazy shit that she does. And you're just like, yo, this is impressive as hell. So uh, watch it guys before, if you're looking for an invincible, because invincible is coming back. November, I think is what we saw. So if you're looking looking for something to tide you over, this is a really good one. Like I would say, watch that and watch uh, the first season again. If you're looking for something fun to, to, to give you a a good hit and uh, yeah. Check it out. Adam Eve. Fantastic. Uh, we got some news. Da, 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 da. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson contributes historic donation to SAG-AFTRA. Uh, seven figures is what people are saying. Uh, so that's in the millions, people. That's the, the lowest end of that is a million. Uh, so he donated at least a million to SAG-AFTRA. Um, I think that's really cool. Uh, I am of two minds, though. I, I think that 
Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Q score dipped a little, and he needs to get his name back up there. Uh, but I also do think he generally does care about this. So is this a good move for him? Yes. Does it benefit everybody? Yes. So does it matter that I think it's a little bit of a play? No, not at all. I think it's good that he did this. I think everyone benefits from it. Uh, Courtney B. Vance, who is the president of the foundation, was saying, like, this is a call to action. I think it would be great because there's 160,000 members in SAG-AFTRA and only, like, 10% of them are, like, the Hollywood stars that we see. So mm. if the Hollywood stars could give five figures, six figures, because, you know, some of y'all got mansions and some of y'all, you know, The Rock's not the only one, you know, so seven figures isn't isn't light. So is he walking around singing, you're welcome. Well, dun, dun, dun. Whatever, he, whatever he's feeling right now, he is well deserving because <laughs> I don't see Tom Cruise giving ten fig seven figures. I don't see, you know, all these other celebrities out there that have money in the bank. Uh, I don't see them donating. Well, I mean, you got to make it make sense. Right. I mean, I think the only person that was super honest about the amount of money they were giving was Kanye West. Oh, did it, oh Kanye donated too? No, no, no. I mean, back in the day, he was talking about. Okay. I think he was talking about uh, um, Hurricane Katrina. He's like, you know, I got to talk to my money people and see how much I can give and stuff. And people got mad at him for saying that out loud. And then I think maybe sometime later, Celine Dion was like, "Oh, I'm going to donate money," and everyone's super happy. But she didn't say how much. Right, <laughs> you know what I mean. So I'm, I'm saying like Kanye's actually like, well, this is the thought process we all do, and we're, we want to yeah. give, but we have to I'm make it make saying, sense for us as well. It we can't just drop. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying when it comes to Tom Cruise, it, he doesn't have to make it make sense. Tom Cruise has the money. Mm. Tom Cruise didn't make Top Gun last year and Mission Impossible this year, and can't afford to. Well, he did dip into his own funds for Mission Impossible. Remember that big blow up he had. Sure, the, deser the deserved blow up. He's like, I right. am taking my money and all these other people's money to make sure that we're making the movie. So all you get paid, 100%. don't bring COVID onto the set. <laughs> and, I, I, and, and I would say, Features. if he has, if he has movie making money, he has save all the other actors in this industry money. Yeah, he's a producer too. Yeah, he's a producer. Yeah, exactly. he's making money all over the place. Yeah, Tom, <laughs> Tom Cruise got that money. Tom Cruise, you can't tell me The Rock has more than Tom Cruise. That's all I'm saying. That, I feel like that's the that's the easiest way to say it. The Rock does not have more than Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise hasn't been in Hollywood for as long as he's been and have less than The Rock, who started mm. out as a wrestler in, living in his daddy's shadow. Like, you mm. know what I mean? Like, So, Tom, I feel like you are the next person I would like to hear. And I know Tom Cruise doesn't watch this, but actually maybe Tom Cruise <laughs> does watch this. Maybe Tom Cruise is such an egotistical narcissist if that he we, watches If we got a coconut cake... <laughs> That we know he watches. <laughs> and I would be scared. I'm like, oh my God, he pays attention. What? <laughs> I'd be very scared. How do you get my address? <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, there's a bunch of actors out there that I feel, and I, I, I'm not even saying all y'all need to give seven figures. Like, it's, I'm talking about. They're not donating underneath aliases and stuff. True. That's, hey, even if you're doing that, sure, you don't have to be The Rock. But I, this is more me just saying, donate if you can to help hmm. your fellow actors out because there's 160,000 of them on strike right now and this industry is shut down this this sh the shutdown for the WGA the writers and the uh, SAG-AFTRA is mm -hmm. also affecting the the teamsters because yeah. the actors are having to do fundraisers 
for the Teamsters because they're not doing their hours, so they're not insured. Yeah. And I'm hearing about that across the board. So LA is a wild mess right now. Mm-hmm. And the studios, wild stories you're hearing. Uh, Netflix is out here looking for someone to pay 300000 to $900,000 a year for AI, for someone <laughs> to work in their AI department, to like manage their AI department. And people are just like, are you... 300k to 900k and we're telling you to give the actors and the writers more and that's where you're spending the money so wasn't there wasn't there something where they said netflix lost a certain amount of money 600k i think right you guys yeah and that money could have been used to give the actors and everybody what they wanted yeah they lost way more money than they than the people were asking for wild uh we have the borderlands movie comes out next year which even that, depending on like, is it it's completed completed? Because I feel like anything that's anything that's, when they're saying like, hey, whenever they talk about it like that, I'm assuming they're it's in some form of yeah tail end. I'm assuming yeah, it's just with the strike. I'm always like concerned that anything they're telling me is supposed to, anything that's supposed to come out in 2024 that is in production right now or 2025. I'm worried about those projects mm-hmm. because. I'm, like I was saying to you guys last year, last week, I'm hearing some actors say they are willing to push this to January. Right. And if stuff goes all the way till January 2024, we're not seeing anything mm-hmm. in summer 2024. Um, San, San Diego Comic-Con announcement, Keith David to voice Hordak in Masters of the v- Universe Revolution. I look forward to that. That is one hell of a voice actor, Keith David, who has done uh, Goliath and Gargoyles. Yeah. And Amongst many other things that he's done as an actor, Doctor Facilier in um, in uh, the 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 prince was it the, the princess t- the and the frog and the or yeah the frog yeah 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 frog and the princess or princess Some and the frog yeah, the yeah. Disney movie friends yeah. on the other side the man is limitless uh and then a twenty oh yeah spawn true shit thank you <laughs> um a twenty four films and crowd funded crowd funded Jesus series approved to shoot through the writers uh, writers and actors strike a24 agreed to all the things that sag aftra put down mm. already they already agreed to it a24 is the only one out there saying yeah we can do all that anything you guys put down we can do because guess what we know we don't have movies without you yeah so if these are the things that you say will make you comfortable to go back to work Guess what? We're going to do it. So shout outs to them. Uh, I, I, t- I tweeted it and posted about this the other day, jokingly saying 2024 is A24's year. It's going to be like uh, HBO at the Emmys this year because HBO got almost all the noms. I think they have like 160 Emmy nominations. Jeez. What's it going to be when t- A24 is the only one to have movies in 2024? <laughs> the yeah. only ones that qualify. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, dang. Yeah. Nothing. Like, all right. Do do? Give them all. The only thing I expect in 2024 for movies is A24 films and any movie that any studio was just like, you know what? We're willing to lose the money on this. We didn't think it would do well anyways. So we can just blame it on this. Th- those are the movies we're going to see in 2024 because if Blue they don't. Blue Beetle. Win- Oscar award winning Blue Beetle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine- your first people. Jaws calling it. Blue Beetle. Oscar Flash. The Flash. Flash. Oh my God, Jaws. Winner the Flash. For shame. Poor shame, but he's not Can't wrong. Can't win bro. them all, people. Can't all, be, can't all be great stuff. He's not wrong. If we don't get to it, this is what's going to happen. So uh, to all the listeners who have tuned in for this wild episode, thank you for supporting uh, the stuff that we do here on Free X Agents Media. 
And uh, we appreciate you guys turning into another edition of Geektastic Cypher. Joss, always a pleasure doing the show with you. Uh, you know, Likewise. it's the advantage of having four people is sometimes you can just do it with two and have an insane conversation about the wildness of Hollywood and the movie industry and some dope conventions that people should mm -hmm. check out. Um, anything you want to tell the people? Check out Transformers Slag on YouTube. And I'm going to try to get this one in real quick. Uh, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And the Toy Armada. The Toy Armada with Aaron yeah. Archer. Check those two out. Dope. And guys, we'll be back with another one next week. Peace, everybody. Have a good one. Peace. Every time. I'm going to. This are is why they don't. It? Are you playing it? No, nah, I'm about to play right now. My <laughs> apologies. We out. Peace, y'all. Bye. <laughs>